Hello, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to my first official podcast of 2021. Who knows if it will be the only podcast that I do in 2021. Hopefully not, but I have no promises. Uh, All I know is that I've had the itch to podcast for the first time in, uh, it's been what, like almost two years, maybe, maybe even more than two years now that I think about it. But anyways, I've had the itch to podcast and now I finally have the proper setup and I have the time to podcast. So I have been seeing a lot about, uh, what the Niners should do about their quarterback situation. Um, a lot of hot takes and, I just kind of wanted to start off by giving my thoughts on the quarterback situation heading into the 2021 season now that the 2020 season is officially over. Uh, So for those who probably see on (laughs) Twitter, uh, I tend to stick up for Jimmy Garoppolo, not because I think he's the greatest quarterback ever, but it just makes the most sense, in my opinion, to run it back with him. I've seen the rumors of the Niners potentially trading for Matthew Stafford, which at the time I kind of welcomed it, depending it on the price. But once the trade was actually finalized and I saw what the Rams had to give up for him, I'm glad that the 49ers did not uh, overpay because... That's what I felt like the Rams were doing. So I think that was smart of them to stay out of that. Um, Later on, I heard that they didn't even make an offer, like an official offer, which um, the Lions got what they wanted. They wanted someone to overpay for Matthew Stafford, and they got a shit ton of draft picks, and they got Jared Goff, who isn't the greatest quarterback, but he's definitely serviceable. So that's a huge win, I feel, for the Lions. But now the question shifts to who should the Niners look for at quarterback heading into 2021 now that Stafford is off the board. And unless the Niners are able to to trade for Deshaun Watson, I think they should stick with Garoppolo only because he's literally the only quarterback who has had any sort of success since Shanahan has taken over um, as the head coach of the 49ers. The players love him. They rally around him. They look to him as their leader. He threw for 27 touchdowns and uh, was within the top 10 or um, close to the top 10 in several key categories during the 2019 season which was the only full season that he played. So I'm optimistic that if he plays a full season, the Niners can be successful with him. Uh, Just based on the fact that they were when he was healthy, they reached the Super Bowl with him. Um, So yeah, in my opinion, unless they're able to get Deshaun Watson, I think they are fine with sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, He has a pretty team-friendly deal, um, middle of the run, contract for a quarterback he's not too much in cap space and like I said he's been successful whereas like if you trade for someone like Kirk Cousins their cap uh, 
his cap hit, not this upcoming season, but the season after, skyrockets and becomes much higher than Garoppolo's. And that's the same with, uh, even with Deshaun Watson, his um, cap hit is really, really low for this season, which would actually work to the Niners' benefit um, just because they're so up against the cap space for this upcoming season that uh, his, I think it was like 10 and a half, 11 million dollar cap hit, that would be huge. So they could um, bolster up the roster in other areas. Uh, but then it skyrockets, I think it's to like between 37 and 40 million in 2022. So then to me, my question becomes, how are they able to address the other areas of the roster that need uh, bolstering? Because at some point, you're going to have to pay for Fred Warner, you're going to have to pay for Nick Bosa, you're going to have to pay for Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I know they're still a couple years away from uh, getting a new contract, but still, it you just don't really know. So I think because of all of that, and uh, in addition to the draft capital and the pieces you have to give up to get to Sean Watson, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on that one. Um, so I think... What I would do for this upcoming season, if I'm the 49ers, I think their best bet is to build the team through the draft, run it back with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, emphasize the secondary in the first round, maybe like Patrick Sertain, um, draft him at the number 12 slot, or um, Caleb Farley if Sertain is not available. And then uh, try and get some offensive line depth. They still don't know if um, Trent Williams will be back next year. Hopefully he will. But regardless, uh, they do need to build up that offensive line because they aren't the best in pass protection. And if they can build upon that and improve their pass blocking, then I think this team is capable of reaching the Super Bowl again. Uh, granted, that their starters remain healthy, or at least most of their key players remain healthy, which wasn't the case last year. Uh, and then maybe try and target another center. I've seen that Alex Mack from the Falcons has been linked to the 49ers, which I think would be a good pickup uh, because Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan has some experience with him from his days with the Falcons. And... The fact that uh, Weston Richburg has been pretty injury-prone um, as of late, and then uh, just all the other issues with <laughs> within the offensive line, I think it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Um, so I, I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts on what I think they should do. Um, I really don't think they should trade um, – for another quarterback like Sam Darnold or I've seen Carson Wentz because honestly I just don't think that they're any better than Jimmy Garoppolo and they have the issues that fans rip Garoppolo for like turnover issues for instance Sam Darnold three years in the league first year rookie season 17 touchdowns 15 interceptions 
Uh, second year, 19 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, so a little bit of improvement there. And then this past season, he threw for nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions. I know he was injured a little bit, and the Jets were a significant mess. <laughs> so, I mean, is that more of he just doesn't have the skills that they thought he had? Is he not as talented as they thought, or are the Jets just that bad, or is it just a combination of both? Um, I think for the window that the 49ers are in, I think they're in a position to win now, and they have all they have a lot of the pieces you need to be a successful team. They've had success when they're healthy. I don't know if you can take a gamble on an unproven quarterback like that when you have another quarterback on your roster who has proven that when he's healthy, he can be successful and he can help lead you to victory um, like Garoppolo did in 2019. And then the same thing goes for Carson Wentz too. Um, he's very turnover prone and he's injury prone. He really regressed in 2020 throwing 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. And then I think he had like... 10 fumbles too and fumbling's always been an issue with Wentz so like I said the 49ers fandom they rip Garoppolo to shreds for his turnover issues so I don't think targeting Wentz just for the sake of having a new quarterback in the room is the right room or excuse me the right move so I would stay away from that and my gut feeling is telling me that they will. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it'll be interesting for sure to see what the Niners do this upcoming season. Like if they'll go for a corner in the first round, will they and then draft a quarterback in the second or third round to try and compete for the backup position and then eventually take over if they decide that Garoppolo is not the guy or if he gets hurt again and they – decide, okay, we need to move on in a different direction. We can't keep putting all of our eggs in one basket with Garoppolo, hoping that he stays healthy when he hasn't. I don't know. So maybe they'll even draft a quarterback in the first round. Maybe they'll try and get someone like Trey Lance, uh, if he's still available at 12. I say him because I doubt, uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be available. He's the consensus number one overall pick. And then you have Zach Wilson. He's probably going to go number two to the Jets, I would assume, uh, especially with all the Sam Darnold trade rumors. And then I feel like Justin Fields will also be off the board by the time the 49ers pick. So I think the most realistic option, if they do want to go quarterback in round one, would be Trey Lance. But who knows? Maybe they go corner, and then in the second round they try and draft someone like Mac Jones, if he's still available, he may go in the first round and they might not be able to target him. Um, or maybe they try and draft someone like Kyle Trask out of Florida. I don't know. I would not be opposed to that. I think they should definitely target corner in the first since they're basically losing their whole secondary. doesn't look like Sherman's going to be back. Who knows if they'll be able to re-sign Jason Verrett. So that's definitely a position of need. And without a lot of cap space, it's 
probably beneficial for them to target in the draft. Regardless of what happens, though, I'm interested to see what the 49ers do. And I'm also interested to see uh, how the Giants do for this upcoming season in baseball. I'm not the smoothest when it comes to transition, so I hope I hope that that will suffice. Because uh, <laughs> the Giants are just, I really don't know. Um, I'm looking at some of the moves that they've made this offseason, and this offseason in particular, I feel like I've been uh, maybe a little bit too hard on the Giants. I think just seeing some of the other teams in the division um, make some splashy moves like what the Padres were doing this offseason with uh, trading for you Darvish and Joe Musgrove and then also signing Haseon Kim and then <laughs> also trading for Blake Snell. It's definitely been a busy offseason for the Padres. They are going all in for the upcoming season. And then, of course, the Dodgers, they're already stacked, and they continue to add on by making the splash signing of Trevor Bauer, which, as a Giants fan, I am not surprised at all because the Dodgers are not afraid to spend some money. So just looking at those moves and then comparing them to what the Giants did in the offseason, it's just been really frustrating for me as a fan and like I get what Farhan is doing he's just trying to put together a competitive lineup for this upcoming season while the real talent in the minor leagues continues to get experience um and then potentially making some splashy moves next off season uh but Still, it's I'm just I'm just looking at the list right now. Some of the guys that they signed or re-signed, like they re-signed Gosman, which um, that's all right. Like he's I don't know he did okay for the Giants last year, and I feel like getting him back is uh, good for the rotation that they have. I don't think he's a player that like if you're competing for a World Series or going into the season with World Series expectations, I don't think he's the guy you would go to and say, oh, yeah, he's the missing piece to our World Series formula. But I feel like getting him back was kind of necessary to stay competitive in the upcoming season or as competitive as possible. And then they got Anthony DiSclefani, Alex Wood, Matt Whistler, John Brevia, and James Scherfe, to name a few, um, on the pitching end. I I don't just when you compare with some of the other pitching moves that the Padres and Dodgers have made, or even like the New York Mets, when you compare them, the the moves that the Giants have made to these rosters, it's over it's underwhelming. And it makes you or in at least for me, I would I'm hoping that they would have signed at least one impact player. I get it. These are depth pieces, and they're just trying to put together a puzzle of how they're going to compete this year. But still, I think 
after the three world series and the five year span, I think it's hard to come to realization that the giants aren't going to be competitive for the foreseeable future. Maybe that's a little harsh. Uh, just based off of last season, they were one game or two games under 500 and they were fighting for a playoff spot, but that was a shortened season. And even if they are semi-competitive, they're not in a position to make a run in the playoffs. And I think that's the most disappointing part is that none of these roster moves drastically improves their chances of making the playoffs, if that makes sense. Um, who else did they sign? They signed Kurt Casale or Casale, um, backup catcher. Not really a surprise. Uh, Joey Bart struggled last year, so they need some catching depth. Um, again, though, it's not really like a oh wow kind of signing, in my opinion. Uh, so I mean, I guess we'll wait and see how he does. Um, I'm not really expecting too much out of him uh, offensively. Haven't had a chance to really look at how he is defensively as a catcher, um, but he should have some experience with Anthony Disclafani coming from the uh, Reds, so maybe that'll help. Um, I do like... There are some signings that I like from this offseason, though. I really like the signing of Tommy Lastella. Utility infielder, I can play second, a third, a little bit of everything. So I really like that. Um, he hits for average, and he doesn't strike out a ton. He kind of struggles against lefties. So I'm guessing it will be kind of like a platoon-type player, which a lot of the roster is. Um, I guess that's one of their strengths. They have the depth to switch up their lineup. Um against lefties and righties, which is kind of nice. And hopefully that'll help them again this season because it worked for them in 2020. So um, I really like Tommy LaStella. I like the signing of Jake McGee. Um, they've really emphasized um, bullpen depth for this upcoming season, especially lefty relievers. So I think um, – It'll be nice to see some competition in the bullpen. I think their bullpen can actually be a strength, probably their biggest strength, honestly, in my opinion, for this upcoming season. You have Reyes Maranta coming back, and then uh, I think getting Jake McGee is huge. Uh, he had a pretty solid year last year for the Dodgers, so excited to see what he'll do. Um, I like the signing of Alex Wood, too, Uh a lefty rotation piece. He's had some success for the Dodgers. I think last year he kind of struggled a bit. He had an ERA in the fours, if I'm not mistaken. But um, he's had some success in the past. Two years ago, he was pretty solid. Um, so I'm excited to see him in the rotation. Uh, and just looking at the rotation as a whole, you have Cueto, Gosman, Logan Webb, Alex Wood, and then Anthony DiSclefani. It's not a very intimidating rotation, but the Giants have so many different moving pieces um, that they can probably honestly just bring a couple players up from the minors 
and they'll probably switch some guys in and out, have some guys working in long, re- long relief some, and then working as a starter, um, just alternating between the two, kind of like what they did last season with um, Trevor Cahill and um, pitchers like that. So I'm curious to see how they'll do. I'm a little disappointed with how the offseason has been overall, mostly from a just jealousy standpoint, uh, just seeing some of the other teams um, make some big moves and kind of go all in focusing on 2021. I wish that were the case with the Giants, but they're still probably a couple of years away from being competitive, which is a tough pill to swallow, especially because uh, Farhan and Kapler have tried to mask what they're doing with the roster and building for the future. And they're coming out saying that they're trying to be competitive and they're trying to compete for playoff spots and for World Series, which if you look deep at their moves, teams that are really trying to go to the World Series or think they have a realistic shot, they're making those big moves that the Giants just aren't making. And to me, it's a little frustrating. But I have faith in the organization and... I'm optimistic for what's to come. I'm heading into the season trying to be as positive as possible. My expectations aren't too high, uh, but I'm always welcome for a surprise. (laughs) I'm mostly just excited that pitchers and catchers are reporting soon and baseball is looking like it's ready to go to start on time, so... That's pretty much all I have for this podcast. I did not intend to talk this long. Initially, I wanted to talk for only like 10 minutes, but uh, looks like I doubled that. But anyways, hope you enjoyed this. Let me know if what your thoughts are on the 49ers and the Giants, and then let me know what you think I should tackle next, if I should tackle anything. Uh, uh, anyways, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and I'll see you soon.